So, so are you an aggressive driver? Not really. I mean, my family likes to make fun of me and say I go the speed limit um, because everyone's always speeding. Um, but it really depends. I mean, if I'm in a mood and people are pissing me off, I will be literally cursing and yelling from inside my car where the kids are like, Mom, be quiet. Mom, stop talking. Mom, be going to get us in trouble. So you're in you're an intense driver. That's, yeah, that's, that's yeah, it. yeah. I have Mars and Virgo, and it's square Uranus, so I'm crazy. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm like, I, I at least I I never caught. Well, I've gotten a couple accidents, but yeah, I I'm all over the road. My music's loud. Um, I'll scare people that are driving next to me. Don't ever hit anyone, but I will just suddenly get into r- random lanes, and I use turn signals and stuff. But I'm really fast and. <laughs> It might be the Gemini rising in me too, but you know, that's just an interesting take I see in this book here. But that uh, is cool. yeah, so it uh, the one thing I saw that I didn't I didn't know about was that it takes about a week for transiting aspects. So I know I wrote that down. I'm like, that's really interesting. Yeah, that is a good one. Let me see. Let's look at Mars and Taurus. Mars and Taurus is the guy who is driving only 55 miles an hour in the fast lane on the freeway. Oh, my gosh. He's slow and stubborn and refuses to budge, and he can make you absolutely crazy. Mars and Taurus makes a perfect limousine driver when people want to be transported in comfort, safety, and Mars and Taurus is their guy. Oh, gosh, yes. (laughs) Rules of the road, Taurus is slow, steady, and approaches uh, approach. Steady approach makes this Mars transit great for starting projects that require a lot of patience and stamina to bring to completion. That's a a way I've never heard it before. That's cool. That's why I love referencing these books. You never know, man. I know. Different perspective is always great. So what we're focusing on with Mars, do you have any little facts about Mars you want to share before we go into aspects? Let me see. I did highlight something in my book, Aspects in Astrology by Sue Tompkins. Ooh, nice. Where it does cover what you said, and not um, that Mars, the Mars principle, not only helps us fight off unwanted pressure from the outside world, but can also enable us to cope with internal psychological conflict. That resonates with me, with my Scorpio and Mars, big time. Because oh, I, yeah. I will literally keep it in and not share it with the world if I don't have to. Oh yeah. Mars that keeps us out of the Mars also keeps us out of the mental hospital as well as Mars often puts us in there when the pressure is too great. So I mean, it really depends on where it's at. I think in Taurus, like you said, it is very determined, but it's also very slow in its approach. It takes its time to plan its moves. Um, and yep. when it does make those moves, it sees it through to the end. It's got those blinders on and there's nothing else it's viewing. Yeah, yeah, that's I, – I actually – as much as people think that Taurus – Mars and Taurus is debilitated, um, I, I think that it's a little bit more stable more so than some mm-hmm. other Mars signs. Like when you look at Mars um, in mutable signs, like for example, for me, I, ha- I have Mars in mutable sign. Mutable sign Mars are unstable, unpredictable, which, you know – that's kind of the themes that we're also going to be seeing with this, with the mundane trends or individual trends right now, because Uranus is conjunct with Mars. So although we have that typical, like, um, you know, slow pace or patience going on with, with Taurus uh, ruling Mars right now, the issue that we're going to have is we're going to have, like, people look like they're, they're pacing themselves well, but then there's going to be, like, a sudden unpredictable, like, um, 
blow up or incident or accidents. I would say accidents would probably yeah. be more uh, in line with that. Like so, sudden sudden events that were unforeseen would happen. Um, those kinds of things. Um, let me look real quick on my my app here. Okay, so I just wanted to go over a couple other facts about Mars here. So Mars, while it's in it, Taurus, as I said, it's in its detriment. This planet is to be uh, said to be debilitated or in its detriment in this sign. The less desirable characteristics of the planet tend to manifest, and it suggests that many important lessons are likely during the course of the present incarnation, and some form of uh, further effort or training is required. So this goes into, like, tilling the soil, taking your time with, yeah. with projects. The challenge of this planet is, in its detriment is to achieve inner peace and true spiritual poise, which is what you were just referencing to in your book. So when Mars is in Taurus, you have a great staying power, a drive for security and stability, and you can withstand almost anything. You're very dependable, somewhat emotional, but uh, but stable. You have a natural need to build solid foundations. You're stubborn, but patient, and slow to anger. Once angry, though, watch out. So that, oh, yeah. that's the kicker right now. So not only do we have some of these aspects going on right now, we have Mars conjunct with Uranus, which... Yep. Another thing I want to want to clarify for some people who get confused about aspects sometimes, it for me when I was learning astrology, it helps for me to group the aspects together, it, it, so I I kind of understand them better as opposed to trying to memorize what each aspect means. So when we look at aspects, we can look at um, we can look at uh, hard aspects, or we can look at the what they call soft aspects. And hard aspects are conjunctions, squares, oppositions. And despite the fact that sometimes conjunctions can be taken as a po- – well, I wouldn't say positive or negative. It depends on the, the planets in play and what's going on before the actual transit happens, if it will be a positive or negative thing. But I think the- it also, too, relies on the karmic cycle of the individual, too, especially with the north node in play. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So – also with the North Node in play, what's going on right now is faded. So sometimes we're going through like, you know, life cycles or transit cycles that happen over and over again, where it's just like, yeah, this is a window of opportunity where these kind of events could happen. Mm-hmm. But when, when the North, when the North Node or the nodes are involved, these are karmatic events that have to happen to progress the, the, the story. The, yeah. Yeah. The story. Exactly. To what, to what's ongoing right now. So that's, that's actually why it's really huge when Mars right now is conjunct with the with the nodes or conjunct with the north node in opposition to the south node um, is because that whatever is going to be going on for the next two weeks, because that's how long this aspect's going to be uh, for the rest of Leo season, it's going to be huge, huge things that have to happen in order for us to continue to press on with the story. So that's a huge thing to keep in mind. But the um what was i saying the anger the close to anger watch out so with i hold on i'm trying to think what was i i don't know maybe i was having a brain fart i i know that that there's a a trine with the moon and virgo today and i have a virgo mars so like i really want to like nitpick everything i say and make sure i say it exactly the way it should be said oh i I know it drives me nuts anyway so speaking of squares so oh yeah that's what i was gonna say so not only do we have these hard aspects going on with 
um, Uranus and Mars. But because it's Leo season, Leo's a fixed sign. We also, it's towards the end of um, Leo season, so not this week, but the second week of August. We're going to be seeing more squares from the sun to Uranus, to um, to Mars, yep. and to the nodes. So the individual is going to be stressed out a lot. And then, like, the the general themes from mundane-wise is stressful, unpredictable, um, just, like, anything goes kind of thing. It's like a Blue Royale kind of themes going on. I mean, I mean I li- yeah. yeah, go ahead. Go I ahead. mean, I see it as people really expressing how they're feeling. It's like, to me, it's like you don't expect it, and it's all coming out. Like, people, it's like... You know, when you get really angry, you just can't, you can't control it anymore. You just got to get it out. Yeah. That's how I would see that because it's the square. It's the ego. And then it's squaring all that intensity. Yeah. Yeah. And that does play into with the Uranus conjunct the conjunct uh, Mars too. Cause even though it takes a while to get a, a Taurus Mars angry, um, there's a lot of stressful stuff going on that's going to make people angry. And just with, you know, them being as patient as they typically are, the Taurus archetype, when you rush them or put them in stressful situations, as I'm sure you're well aware since you're a Taurus, yeah. that that really stresses you out. Oh, yeah. No, if, yeah, I, it, you do not want, if my husband, my husband has a tendency to rush me constantly oh, and no. I'm like, and I'll tell him, don't rush me. Oh, no. Yes. Yes. That- that's terrible. He needs to learn some astrology or something because that's bad. My brother's a Taurus too, and and sometimes I'll just rush him on purpose just to make him mad. Oh gosh, no! Actually, today he busted out with my with my tarot cards. He's like, "Let's test your knowledge," <laughs> and I and I read him, and he's like, "Oh, it's nothing, it's nothing." And then he literally does exactly what I said the cards were showing today with Chelsea. I'm like. See, there you go. Tarot, work. Uh, ha, ha, that's <laughs> funny shit. That's so funny. I love it when they do shit like that. Oh, it's awesome. That's funny. All right, so let's look up. I'll look at some aspect notes I have here. So Mars squaring Saturn, that will be going on for, let's see, uh, from August 1st to the 20th, so pretty much the rest of Leo season. And what it what it emphasizes is problems in behavior that must be recognized and overcome may be related to harsh cold uncompromising uh nature that may create hostility on the part of others so you basically being cold or harsh or or you know not being willing to compromise that will provoke other people you have a great you have great courage but rather reckless when danger is concerned or dangerous situations come about you have the making of a hero in you but you apt to risk life upon impulse of the moment you you may have very strong de, strong desire nature but your rouse to anger can become violent i have mars square saturn in my chart i know exactly what this is and you know it's funny my family i just started them on a this this health this diet program that I'm on, and yeah. they're on it they're on it for the last few days. And um, you know I kind of got angry and like testy when I wasn't allowed to have carbs anymore. My first couple weeks, and like I was getting kind of short with my family because I was cooking them the good food still and I couldn't eat it. Yes. And so I was like irritated. So but now they're doing it, and like my my family was kind of lashing out at me today. Because they're angry that they can't have the food they want. And I was uh-huh. like, I like stepped back and I'm like, dang, these people are acting like me today. And then when I looked at the transits, I'm like, dang, the whole world's feeling what I feel on a daily basis. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's so funny, dude. 
I was like, wow. I was like, so everybody right now gets the feeling that I am all the time. Like, I've learned to control it because, I mean, I got Saturn conjunct my moon, too. So I, I kind of have to be, don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. And it's like, it's not worth it. It's going to cause me so much more problems. But, oh my like, gosh. most people don't have that kind of self-control. So no. I'm just like, woo. But so then we have Mars conjunct Uranus, which is that Mars conjunction yeah. with, with the node. And it says, uh, a Mars conjunct Uranus aspect drives you to seek exciting outlets for your restless energy, ever pursuing new or original or even dangerous experiences, a revolutionary tendency, your restless spirit of adventure, and this can be used to precipitate drastic social changes within your environment. It will give you a love for all mystical subjects, especially astrology and metaphysical side of things. Beware of sudden impulses to act, rash rash tendencies or violent expressions or actions on the occasion you are likely to be carried away with impulsive enthusiasm mental aberration or blind impulses tension will always be present and you must learn to release this through physical activity on one of your bad days you can be intolerant erratic nervous obstinate and willfully so oh yeah so that's the themes that we're going to be having for the rest of Leo season. And if you don't get the gist of, like, Leo season, everybody's usually always fixated on themselves in some way, shape, or form. So yeah. everybody's going to be like, no, I think that this is how we should do this. Or, you know, the thing I kind of see, too, is is especially, like, culturally in the United States, everybody's been kind of, like, standoffish or, like, we have to kind of do deal with it because political correctness or, you know, being canceled or, you know, we don't yeah. want to offend people. We're reaching a breaking point with that kind of, you know, peddling. And I think that this will this uh, this uh, time frame because of it being conjunct the node is supposed to be the catalyst of like we ain't going to take it anymore kind of thing. I agree. Yeah, I agree, so. because more and more people are starting to, I guess see the farce for what it is collectively they're starting to see the show that's being played and right. yeah so a lot of people are now starting to say no they're it's more people to me that's more people opening up their eyes and more people speaking up about real change and the real things that matter yeah and the other thing that we've talked about in the past too that correlates with this is people are are the big wake-up call for a lot of people is money right now yes it is and Taurus, or not Taurus, but Mars is all about being defensive, protecting something. And Taurus, it rules money and mm -hmm. personal resources. So this could also be a lot of people acting out would be their anger and stuff that's been building up because of their financial stress. Yeah. Right now, people are trying to save money and they can't do so. I think that's the, one of the biggest things that I've been reading online and in, in the groups that I belong to. You know, it's. People that used to save money easily, let's say five, six hundred dollars a month, are now finding that they're dipping into that and also their savings just to survive right now because yep. it's that bad. Um, there was another article that I, I had shared earlier this month where they're saying that Americans' credit card spending has gone up to astronomical levels. I believe it was over seventy-two billion dollars that they reported this week. Wow. You know, it's. People are starting to really get aggravated because their dollar's not stretching very far. Right. And doing doing the the standard thing that they typically do obviously didn't help alleviate the situation. So now it's time to do something drastic. 
That's yeah. the kind of themes that I'm feeling like we're getting, and especially with the sun, the sun also having these squares to these outer planets that are mm-hmm. influencing these themes. I think that there is going to be a lot of retaliation with that. Yeah, and the biggest thing that's also not being reported, I mean, they'll mention it in the mainstream media, but they don't extensively cover it, in my opinion, that I've seen, is the massive layoffs that are starting to happen all over the country. I know here in, in where I live, they've done some layoffs in two different companies, um, major layoffs. That's another huge factor. And if, you know, Taurus rules finances, it, to me, it also kind of rules the economy as well, because it is the world at large. It's Taurus is Earth. Yeah. Well, also to um, the opposing house, like when you're uh-huh. looking, at, looking at astrology, like the opposition is like the the axis from like one pendulum side to the other. Yeah. So I when I look at some uh, oppositions, I look at them as like a two sided coin. Mm-hmm. Funny, funny pun for money. Uh, so since Taurus is opposite Pluto or the eighth house, that's collective resources. Yeah. And then second house is individual resources. So when there is um, some sort of instability or uh, recklessness or, you know, some sort of uh, shaking up of, of the second house, the eighth house is also going to swing violently in some way, shape or form. Absolutely. So it's the, you know, cause and effect kind of thing and the seesaw kind of effect. So, yeah, Taurus, Taurus and v- Venus is used a lot in financial astrology. I Disclaimer, I'm not a financial astrologer, so don't ask me financial astrology questions. But I do know at least that basic that basic premise right there. And two, um, another thing I see with the conjunction with Mars and the North Node, uh, the themes are this aspect suggests a desire for social prominence. It can demonstrate force, aggression, vigor, or self-confidence to pursue objectives. And it says occasionally you can be cruel or ruthless. But let's see. Yes. Uh, let me see what else is going on. Yeah, that's all I see for the Mars, main, mainly the Mars aspects that I had notes for. Um, so, again, we don't like to beat the dead horse about the economy kind of thing. But basically, people are just going to have to put their money where their mouth is later this uh, election because that's kind of kind of what we're going to have to do. And And, again, we still do have Saturn and Aquarius, and although – Aquarius is not technically Capricorn. If we're going to go by medieval or, um, you know, old school astrology, Saturn would would rule over Aquarius and Capricorn. So we're still kind of like in the Capricorn themes with that, especially with Pluto. So mm-hmm. what this has been transiting towards is um, this Uranus, Uranus and Taurus transit has triggered a Great Depression or it's supposed to. And what it's supposed to do in the long term is we're going we're we're going to be collectively conservative, or we have to be collectively conservative in order to survive and balance out what's going on. Yeah, and I think that that's going to be a huge theme that will still be in the works as long as the North Node is in Taurus as well. I wonder how long. I haven't looked that looked at that. I should look at that. How long will the North Node be in Taurus? Huh. Okay. Wait a second. Oop. Wrong chart. Let's see if you beat me to it. I don't know. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying go. to see what I can find. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, Jesus. It's going backward. Oh, yeah. No shit. Duh. It goes backwards all the time. Okay. Uh, I was like saying, man. that's Okay. That's here we go. Different. From May 5th, 2020 to July 17th of 2023. Ah. Okay. 
All right, so July 7th of 2023. I'm curious. Let's see. Days. That's way ahead of what we're trying to do, but I'm just curious now that I'm looking. I know. I mean, in all honesty, like, I understand the whole, you know, we don't want to keep beating the same theme over and over. But like you said, these are these outer planets are very slow-moving planets. And the fact that they move slow, unfortunately, means that their progression through our lives is also very slow. So this is our reality for a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. And I think we talked, we touched up on this before, too, because you and I are Pluto Scorpio generation. Oh, yeah. So, like, you know, um, when we're talking about Pluto, like, and plutocracy, money, and all that, and then Scorpio being the extreme kind of sign where it's like everything's all or nothing that's literally how our life goes with money too yeah all or nothing. i mean we're either doing great or we're like struggling i mean yeah that's how it's been since we were able to enter the workforce yep it started in 2001 right when we were getting ready to get out of high school so i mean i think that unfortunately that's going to be how we live our lives until the end, because that's just the theme that's existed this ent- our entire life at this point. Yep, that's that's what I told my mom too. She tried to get me to buy some lotto tickets, and I tried to tell her. I said, "Don't even bother, mom." And I want to explain to her. I'm like, I already know. I was like, I got transits to say like I will never win the lotto, right? <laughs> and like it's always going to be like some Pluto Leo person, because I mean somebody somebody's a boomer would be about Pluto and Leo. They're they're likely going to have lavish lifestyles, like money they can throw at whatever. Yeah. Which, if you think of all the figures we know that are boomers, Nancy Pelosi, all the old people in politics that are like, you know, manipulating the stock market and making billions yeah. of dollars. All those people, those people are going to live like the lavish lifestyle. Virgo Pluto people are gonna. It depends on how hard they work their asses off, mm-hmm. and. Some of the some of the Pluto Virgo people that have Uranus exactly conjunct their Pluto, those are the ones that are a little mentally unstable or like erratic, and they're like those people that are you know um, that back in the sixties, back in the, like the seventies that were like you know uh, protesting naked and stuff. Oh my gosh, yes, and, yeah, and then we're we're indoctrinating the now modern social justice warriors and third wave feminists. Those are those types, oh or gosh, there's no. the, the hardworking ones that came out kind of sane. That yeah. they were like, yeah, I came from rags and and now I have riches, but they they were they they earned it. But yeah, you know, and then then Pluto Libra people, a lot of them get by on their looks. Those those are going to be the pretty people as they get older. Like I noticed oh, that yes. anybody who is born like maybe like five ten years before us, I'm just like you don't look your age. Like I mean, have lucky. you seen Britney Spears lately? Yeah. My daughter looks at me, and Chelsea, she was looking at a picture of her. She goes, who is that? I said, that's Britney Spears. She goes, she don't look old at all. And I'm like, she's been blessed with beautiful looks. I mean, what do you want me to tell you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that Libra, man. But, you know, and then but Pluto and Scorpio, like, I, as much as I try not to be super negative, the Pluto and Scorpio generation is going to have the, the shortest lifespans. And we're also going to be uh, the ones that are, like, yeah, pretty much struggling with finances our whole life. 
And, you know, some of us who end up getting some good money, we end up pissing it away and not knowing what to do with it because we never knew what to do with it in the first place. Exactly. We, we were the generation that was not taught how to properly manage our money. We were just thrown to the wolves. Yep. And our generation got into debt with schooling. Our generation got into debt in many other ways. And I say schooling being the biggest one because a lot of people I know that I went to high school with took out loans like there was no tomorrow. Like yep, I know I people did. who owe loans that are more expensive than my house. Yep, I do. And I'm, gosh, yep. I mean, I had someone ask me not long ago, "Do you want to go to school?" And I was like, "At my age?" They're like, "Yeah." I'm like, "I don't think so." Well, why not? I'm like, "Well, unless someone's paying for it for me to do it, and I don't have to pay it back, yes. Otherwise, I'm not putting my family in debt just to get a degree." Yeah. To make better money and be paying off a debt. Yeah, it just not didn't make worth sense it. to me. Yeah, not, yeah. If I would have known, like I was, I was seventeen, uh, about to be eighteen. I graduated high school at seventeen, and and then you know, my my dad was like pushing me. He's like, "You want to go to college?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to go to college." And then he's like, "Okay." And then I went to some art school, and they said, "Oh yeah, you can easily get like a six figure job and pay this off in no time." That yeah, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> Mm-mm. But see, so you gotta remember too, the movies that we watched in high school were all about getting to the best college. So our generation aspired to go to college because that's yep. how we were conditioned to, to believe college was it. Yep. Now I tell my kids, you better think twice. Go to a trade school. Go Be to a trade school. Get a job. Yes. Go to a trade school. Get a job early so you can start saving money for school. My biggest, like, I guess, advice I would ever give anybody before they figure out what they really want to do in life, just do something that gets you by. Like, you know, you can put money away and all that, but, like, career-wise, don't really fixate on what you want to do career-wise until you're hitting close to 30. Absolutely. You're 100% right. Because everything changes when you turn 30. Saturn, like, you know, finally almost, like, blossoms into like who you're really supposed to be and then like you find out what you you feel your calling or your purpose and you're a little bit more like straight-headed and then you're like you know this would make good money I feel like I could do this long term and I could sustain myself and I would feel like I'm fulfilling something oh yeah you don't get that kind of stuff until Saturn retro uh, Saturn return hits you no because that's when you get a thorough understanding of who you really are in my opinion yeah that's yeah. when it happened for me, and in all honesty, I did not understand my chart whatsoever until I was maybe 35, 36, and all the pieces finally started to fit, and I'm like, okay, this is why I am this way, and this is why I am this way, yep. and I'm now able to pinpoint in my actions my placements easily because yep. I now know who I've become. Yep. Yeah, it's I, I love the Saturn as much as – People try to say that the sun represents who you are. Um, the sun also changes every day. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, like, Saturn is what defines your character, your purpose, and it, it represents time and your life cycles in general. Like, you can you can pinpoint exactly, like, what you're going to be going through at, like, age 7, age 15, age mm-hmm. 21, 20, 28, but just from where Saturn is. Yeah, you and, can. And it's, you know, that I think that should be taught to everybody. But, you know, if everybody did that, then everybody would win. And then, you know, there wouldn't be the uh, mind-numbing 
uh, I guess, plantation, modern plantation people that the the uh, elites need to control us. That's why that is true. I really think that's why um, real astrology is kind of uh, suppressed. And why us people that know how to really read it are just like, you know, tossed to the wayside. And then the people like Alyssa Sharp are the popular like poster childs for astrology. Yeah, well, we'll see what what I don't like personally. And I know we're kind of going off topic, but it's fine. Is that and I know you see this probably quite a bit, too. When people look for an astrology reading, they want the romantic aspect of that reading. Yeah. They want to know about specifically money or career. Like they just want to expand in the out outside parts of life. Where yeah. with me, yes, at first it started that way, but when I hit Saturn return, it became this I need to figure out my purpose in life. Yeah. And then after that, it became this knowing and understanding that I can use this to heal myself. And to help me become a better person, not just in the outside aspects of life, but in my personal and my internal. Exactly. And not a lot of people are willing to do that. Yeah, that's the footwork that a lot of people aren't interested in. That's why the the word occult, which astrology is supposed to be an occult subject, mm-hmm. means hidden knowledge. Yep. Because not all people will dig deep enough for that. And that's why I think a lot of Pluto and Scorpio, our generation at least, that we – May not be good with money, monetary stuff, mundane things, but we we uh, in the absence of all those things, we dig for deeper meaning. We do, and I think that that's why there's a huge like. I, I'm not saying that all good astrologers come from the Pluto Scorpio generation, but I think that there's been a huge renaissance with the the real like therapeutic uses of yes. astrology with the Pluto Scorpio generation, as opposed to like some of the Pluto Leo people or the Pluto Virgo people or. Um, Oh, the people, uh, there's a mixture of them, but the ones that have Neptune and Sagittarius, those ones definitely uh, aren't using astrology very practical. Those are the ones that are really perpetuating the the love and relationships and money yes. kind of stuff in astrology, which, I mean, has its place in things, and if people like that, that's cool. But I just don't see the point. I mean, once, yeah, once in a while, okay, fine. Like, you know, how some astrologers will say, well, Venus is the planet of love. Well, personally for me, it manifests itself more in my life now as a financial aspect, not as a love relationship aspect. Yeah. You know, so that's why I kind of always associate Venus with money in a way, especially since it rules Taurus and Taurus rules money. Right. So... Yeah, for me it's a little different. Like it's not relationships, like like romantic relationships. But I have, even though I have Venus in 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 Libra, it's really close to my Mars. Uh-huh. So like uh, when I have those together, it it kind of kind of translates that I fight with people a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so, Girl, don't feel bad. Mine opposes Pluto. Exact. My Venus exactly opposes Pluto at zero degrees of Taurus and Pluto. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you I butt heads sometimes, but like you've seen how I butt heads sometimes. Yes, <laughs> it's like it's so funny, dude. But anyway, we are we are so off track. But I know, okay. I know. Okay, I'm, well, there was something that I did read just to get us back into topic. I was reading for some reason. I spent all last week reading eighteen degrees of of, of Taurus saving symbol, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense. This doesn't make sense. 
So finally I said, let me round this up to 19. Okay. So when I rounded it up to 19, I'm like, this makes a lot more sense. Based on the notes I had taken to the symbol. So Taurus of 19 degrees is a new continent that is rising out of the ocean. This symbol shows the rising of a new place, a place to be, a new country, or somewhere to strive for a new life. It implies that you can find the, that extra spark to create a brand new original opportunity. This picture is the beginning of something that holds enormous potential for the future. There is much work to be done developing into this something fertile and productive. A whole new field of activity is coming to light. What you have done in the past has led you to this. But these new beginnings need to be met with a fresh sense of purpose and possibility. Enormous potentially emerging, sudden eruptions of talent or fields of endeavor, new trends and ways of being, Atlantis and ancient wander- underwater cities, foreign nations, continually seeking new worlds, not finding a place and cooperation in the existing world, moving on constantly without finishing up the old and fickleness. Now, 18 degrees of Taurus talked about cleaning out the old. And so that you can freshen everything up, right? Right. So then this one talks about everything new that comes from the work that we've done. So the one thing that I have read a lot about is that whatever you were working on in March or from March that you've steadily been working on is basically what's going to be transpiring in the next few months because you're now applying everything that you've learned in that one specific skill that you've attained or that you're working on. So. For example, I know with me, I've been doing my licensing and training to sell insurance. So soon I'm going to be going into that realm of selling insurance and having to generate those sales. So that's, that's one way that I would see it too. But it's also, it also is very much the cleaning of a slate to start new. Yes. I've been trying to lose weight since then. (laughs) (laughs) It's working. And then like, you know, my, my huge goal is to, I was hoping that I could lose like 30, 40 pounds by the wedding, my wedding uh-huh. in September, and I'm at tw- I'm at 21 pounds right now. Lost. Girl, I have another I have mark. another month, so you'll probably yeah. pass that mark. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna keep going way past the wedding too. But you know, I even like bought my dress a couple sizes down than nice. I am, so I could be like, you better do this. And, or yeah, there's no rude. There's no excuse now at all. At yep. all. Yep. So every time I'm, like, tempted to cheat, I'm like, I can't. I got to fit into that dress. I can't. Right? No, I, I wouldn't be able to do it. Mm-mm. It's, it's been hard. It's been hard. But, you know, I, I, the whole scare that I had, because that was, like, around that time frame, I got that scare from my doctor saying that my blood pressure is way too high. That's right. Yep. So I, I'm in, and I've, I've worked that down now. My blood pressure is in the normal ranges and, and just from doing this diet thing and then. I went off the medication this last month, and I'm just going to keep on going because, yeah. But that's And that's awesome. no, nothing too. Taurus, Uranus, and Taurus has a lot to do with uh, your health either. Yes. It, it could be – and I hate to, like, go into Virgo mode, but the moon is in Virgo right now, so I'm going to well, go there. Well, believe it or not, the 18 degree is a Virgo rule degree. Oh, no way. Which was also what I was like, what? Uh, that just explains so much. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so I usually go, like, hypochondriac or obsessed with health stuff once, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of Virgo vibes going on, which yeah. probably will end up being, like, part of the podcast next month, too. I'll probably go all medical astrology on people because that's that what I do. That would be interesting. Yeah, but anyway, we won't get into, we won't get into that just, just yet. But, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, so just, like, going, um, I, I guess, uh, what's the word? Uh, recapping. Okay, so major aspects that are going to continue to go on for the rest of Leo season. We have Mars trine Pluto. We've got Mars conjunct the North Node and Uranus. We also have the the Sun squaring squaring a bunch of these planets as well, which would be like Saturn and and uh, the the Node actually towards the end of the the end of the the month. So when you were saying that. Uh, you said something about how it was one of your one of your aspect comments about the Mars and and the North Node being conjunct and this being like a uh, uh, the inner workings for manifesting your will or whatever. You're yeah. saying something. You're saying something like that. So when we go towards the later end of August and we have the Sun also squaring to the North Node, this inner um, like manifestation that's been brought upon us with this Mars and conjunct the the North Node aspect is now going to be challenging the individual or the person saying like, well, everybody's presenting their problems or their 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 um their qualms with what's going on or what what their motivations and intentions are with the instability or what's going on financially pretty much is, is the theme. And so it's time for people to act. So as we go into Virgo season, it's going to be people feeling that it's it's time to do something about this instead of continuing to sit on this. And that's that whole slow to anger thing also with Mars and Taurus too. And you know, when when Mars goes into Gemini, which will be um the tw- the 21st, we're going to be having Mars going straight into Gemini and then also um, trining to Vir- um, the sun in Virgo. So we're going to be going from a lot of this square, stressful energy, intense energy going on with these hard aspects to a trine to Mars and the sun. So it's almost as like right now people are just venting their frustrations and they're trying to, like, come to a consensus on what to do. And then as we enter Virgo season towards the second half of August, people are going to start going, okay, so we're going to need to make a bullet point of what we need to do and what needs to change and how we need to go about this, which actually is the greatest season to try to nitpick stuff. It is. So, so you know, as much as everything is continuing to, like, snowball into a shit show, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, at least – it could be worse. At least we're not going into that kind of thing, like going into Pisces season, because people trying to organize themselves during oh, like a be, like a Pisces season that would be a hot mess. That would be a hot mess. <laughs> so. Hot mess. I also think too that with Virgo season, we're gonna be hearing, and because I know we've been hearing a lot about it lately, because I don't know if you heard, I'm pretty sure you have that um, Biden tested positive again for COVID. Yeah. Okay. So. COVID itself and just health health period is going to be a big deal during Virgo season because oh. that is when we start going into cold and flu season. They're going to start pushing those shots big time. And they're releasing a new strain of the vaccine or something like that. Some new vaccines being rolled out for that time period as well. 
Oh, man. They just... Uh, I bet you it's going to turn into, like, one of those things like the flu, where it's, like, a different vaccine every year. I mean, yeah, that's te- that's basically what it is. They're saying you would have to take a yearly shot. But the in- but the but I had found information online where they're saying that people who are unvaccinated have a 95, 85 to 95% immunity to catching COVID. Now, huh. people who get vaccinated, their immunity drops to 50%. Huh. After three months, before they get the booster, they go down into the negative. When they get their booster, yeah. they only go up to about 40% immunity. So... And there's a lot of people that have been dropping like flies because they're having heart attacks or dying in their sleep. Yep. yep. And there's been a lot of that fear news going out about if you sleep, you're going to die of a heart attack. If you grow food in your garden, you're going to die of a heart attack. No way. Yes, they've been saying that. I've read about really? it. I was like, are wow. you serious? I can't grow stuff now because my oh, no. they're contaminated. Crap. They're just trying to stop you from being independent. Exactly. So – there's going to be a lot of this health fear-mongering going on. Oh, my God. Yeah, it continues, too, because Pluto will still be retrograde during that time. I can't mm-hmm. remember exactly how long it is so far. Let me look. Um, the The media loves to do that to people. Um, they like to really put the fear on people when Pluto's retrograde. Come on. Come on, computer. Work with me here. What are you doing? Dick. Okay, there we go. Um, it goes direct in 68 days on the 8th of October. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. yeah, so we're, we're – oh, my God. So Virgo season is going to be, like, a paranoid, like, oh, my goodness. Oh, God, so that's yeah. Why, that's why I just kind of try to stay away from the news as much as I can because I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You're going to laugh at what I just visualized when you said that. What? What did you – I literally visualize that Giphy that's on Facebook where Hillary Clinton is just so mesmerized by balloons in the in the in the. Oh field. man, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I'm, that's I, gonna be Virgo season, okay? Oh my God, I keep hearing some rumors about how she might run in 2024 too. Well, I heard uh, Obama, Michelle Obama was possibly running. I'm like, what? Come oh, on now, man. Whatever. So dumb. Yeah. This, oh, my gosh. Anyway, so off topic, guys. It's okay. I know. Again. We, we say the best things when we're off topic. At least that's what I think. But. We're having fun. And in all honesty, I do think they enjoy it because we're still top covering astrology in some way, shape, or form. form so. Yes. Yes. So um, I guess, like, my, own, my only like, things I could take away from this is that this is going to be a stressful window mm-hmm. these next two weeks. Um, in all honesty – um, don't act out on any impulses, like, uh, just speaking from experience here. Um, mm-hmm. it's like, if you're feeling like you really want to randomly do something, my suggestion is, and this is probably the channeling the Virgo moon here, just sit down and contemplate on like what you're wanting to do and like write yourself like a reason why you're going to do it. Like, I'm going to go do this because this is a good reason. This is a good reason. This is a good reason. And, you know, what if it's something that's not necessarily that great of an idea as you're trying to make bullet points on why it's a good reason to do it you should struggle to make a list and if you struggle to make a list then you shouldn't do it that that's yeah. just like a good way to go about it or just you know count to 10 walk away or if you're feeling impulsive today how about you just take it back for a second and do it tomorrow 
And if you still feel like you want to do it tomorrow, then maybe do it. Because yeah. a lot of rash, crazy kind of behavior or actions or sudden events are going to be happening. Even just scrolling through some of like the uh, the headlines I see as of right now, um, McKinney fire explodes to become California's largest of the year. Several communities threatened. Mars rules fire. Uranus rules unpredictability and instability. So mm-hmm. the conjunction would, would be associated with that. Um, 17-year-old is killed and four are hospitalized in River 2 being stabbing. Somebody went on the river and stabbed each other. Weird. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Um, let's see. Uh... Amber Heard makes huge profit selling Yucca Valley Mountain Home. Oh, my God, she did that. That's funny. She knows she did not. Yeah, she did. It says right there, Amber Heard makes huge profit after selling Yucca Valley Home. Wow. Uh, she's going to need it. Yeah, You heard about how her um, her insurance company is suing her, right? Oh, yeah. I had heard, too, that she – well, I don't – I think that was clickbait that she was getting ready to declare bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, and then – Warner Brothers is still keeping her in Aquaman. I saw that. And everybody, including myself, I'm like, well, Aquaman kind of sucked in the first place. I yeah. only watched it for the for the guy, but I'm like, it, I'm not even going to waste my time. Right? I haven't even seen it. No, I I have. I think I I saw Aquaman once, and I was not impressed. Yeah, I saw, like, clips of it at the, at the gym, I think, one time, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And then it says Major uh, Marjorie. I can't ever say her name right. Taylor Green, that senator. Oh, Marjorie would, Taylor Green. Yeah, she would be honored to be on Trump's 2024 running mate ticket. Oh uh, no! Wow. I mean, okay. Honestly, personally, I've been saying this for two years. It should be Trump DeSantis, DeSantis, and then DeSantis for four years. I, that has been my prediction for like two years, and I'm yeah. stick to it. I really think I think that would That's be the first thing to do. Really, is putting Trump and then DeSantis, and yeah. then having DeSantis be his successor. Exactly, because the way I see it, Trump secures DeSantis for four years in those four years that he's in there. Yep. And when DeSantis takes over, it's like he's had training; he's ready to rock and roll. Right. Right. I don't think DeSantis wants to give up Florida. I, I don't think, think so either. I think he's kind of protective. And I and I, I don't blame him because he's done so much for the state of Florida. And these people love him there that it's going to be very hard to find someone that will replace him in the same fashion that he did the job. Right. Yeah, that's what I think too. I think people would be heartbroken if he left Florida. Oh, yeah. But so. we are seeing the rise of those types of, of, of individuals running for office. Yeah. So maybe because in all honesty, I mean, I think that we're going to see, which I know we're already in midterms, people are running, but we're going to see a lot more of these, you know, ordinary people running. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the that's the whole Pluto return thing that we've talked about. Yep. The the neo-political party. And, and you know, another thing, too, now we're talking about um, Taurus, uh, the Mars, as well as Uranus being there, and the North Node. The opposition of that sign is obviously Scorpio. We talked about that. So the later Pluto-Scorpio generation, I think, is going to be a lot of these people who start running for office. Yeah. 
And so it's going to that's that's another theme with the Pluto Scorpio generation is that we're supposed to be revolutionaries. Uh, some of us, unfortunately, have gone the other yeah. other way and become social justice warriors. So our our generation has has uh, bred a lot of like crazy radical people, but we're getting to the point now where the conservative quote unquote radicals, I guess you would call them, mm. you know, the, the status quo people, the Nancy Pelosi's of the world, would think that we're all just nutcase radicals, no matter which persuasion. But yeah. Uh, the the whole North Node thing and us talking about how events that are going on that that have to shape the future and us being at the at the peak of our Pluto return now and as you were saying the North Node goes into Gemini into July of next year so this is going to be during um, the election time this yeah. this midterm election that we're going to be feeling this huge like urge for transformative change that kind of thing mm-hmm. with the establishment and like our our base and also too with Taurus being on the bottom part of the chart, it has, I always break up the chart with the self and others or inner, inner on the bottom of the chart and outer world. So when we're emphasizing like on planets that are going through the inner, uh, the inner houses first through the sixth, that has to do with like grassroots, the individual, like inner workings, and mm-hmm. then it projects to the outer world. So the cause and effect. So we are building from the ground up right now when we're going into this midterm election. And it's going to be grassroots or people who not, who are not a part of the Saturnian establishment yeah. that are going to be representing us in Congress and all that. And that's that's what's going to be the huge rise of that neopolitical party. That's going to be awesome to witness. I'm so excited. It just sucks that we have to be present during the the shitstorm part of it but then we get to like have the humbling like feeling grateful when it actually happens then we get to tell our grandkids that yeah we were around when there was a shit show going on and you're lucky everything's as good as it is pretty much i mean like like we like you said pluto is you know is transformation we are that generation that can take any situation we've been in at this point and we can transmute it and transform it and come out on the other side just fine. Yeah, it's all or nothing. We're either exactly. going to change it all or we're going to burn it all down with us. Exactly. I mean, so, you know, in a lot of ways it is a repeat of World War II times because that generation transmuted their situation, changed it, and created the best economy the U.S. had after the war or actually, you know, during the war after 1939. Yeah, I mean, so we have the capacity to do that, especially when we're having those transits that are hitting those same degrees right now. What sign was Pluto in during that time? Let me check. 1934. Is it Cancer? It's Cancer. Huh. Fascinating. It was, yeah, on the opposite spectrum from Capricorn. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking of, like, them, like, that generation was Cancer Pluto, and then us being Scorpio Pluto. Yeah. I wonder what the correlation between between them being water, because uh, there's got to be something there. I'm just not piecing together right now. Maybe I'll come back to that another time. But, like, when was the, when was the last time that it was 
in water again. I wonder. Let me see. Because that would be Pisces. Yeah. When would when was that? I'm just curious. No, it's fine. We'll go back. Let's see. It's still in Cancer, so we're gonna go back seven years. Let me go back that far. Eighteen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds. Ah, yep. Oh wow. And went in after seventeen ninety six. So right after the Revolutionary War. Wow. Huh. And then it went into Pisces in the eighteen hundreds, early eighteen hundreds. Huh. So Revolutionary War. World War One. Hmm. What do you think the like besides the Ukraine Russia war? What do you think our battle is? Well, you you said Ukraine Russia. Yeah, besides them, like like a, like the huge major battle going on right now. It's, United it's States. China and the United States. That's true. Because, for example, when I looked at my notes from Uranus and 18 degrees of Taurus, which was 1939, here's the things that were going on at the time. We were in the race with Russia to develop a nuclear bomb. It was a silent war between both countries. Yeah. Albert Einstein was involved in what was called a project that was labeled by the United States as the New World. And it was created by the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission. And they called that project as well the Manhattan Project. And now, if I remember correctly, I believe that the Russians, remember how they split Berlin into three parts? Right. Okay. Well, when they split Russia, I mean, when they split Germany into three parts, sorry, Russia was rushing to get to a specific lab in Germany. Because they thought there was information in that lab regarding nuclear bombs. Because Germany was working on nuclear fusion and creating a bomb. Right. What I think, if I'm remembering correctly, that the Russians did not account for was that the information was not there in that lab. Because the United Uh, States apparently had gotten a hold of their scientists and all the material and had already gotten access to it. Now remember... No one knew about the development of that nuclear bomb until it dropped in Hiroshima. Right. Okay, so to me, remember, we've got Mars that is very unstable. It it rules heat, rules fire. We've got Uranus and Taurus, which rules Earth. You put the two together, to me, that's explosions, that's, you know, earthquakes, that's eruptions. Volcanic eruptions, yep. So we got to keep in mind, China has... China issued a threat if Pelosi went over to wherever she was going in Asia. Oh, God. She flew out yesterday. Now, will something happen? I don't know, but a threat's been made. Now, we know that North Korea has nukes. We know China has nukes. We know Russia has nukes. We've had two countries already threaten us with nukes. Whew. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I could, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And then the other... If we're going to go into health astrology, medical astrology, Uranus and Taurus is uh, often associated with um, radiation and also um, cancer, cancer growth, which would be caused by that kind of thing. I also think, uh, well, 
going off on a tangent about the medical astrology part, I think for the next nine years or so, um, cancer is going to be um, rampant more so than it has been because of the vaccines and mm-hmm. also because of hormone injections. That's the main long-term side effect of, like, you know, transgender hormonal injections is cancer growth. I also and then think also, it's the food we're consuming, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's the it's our it's our toxic food. And then the other thing would be uh, nuclear radiation. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also caused by our electronics, too. So I think, like, I think for the next decade or so, that's, that's the one thing that Uranus and Taurus is going to be definitely – uh, rearing its ugly head with us is uh, the health ramifications of new technology and new innovations and all that and modern amenities. Um, mm-hmm. That's the thing that I'm really scared about more so. Yeah. Now, that I'm, now I'm going to like Pluto retrograde kind of vibes. But anyway, before I scare anybody else and come up with something else, I could say that's like Virgo moon channeling. <laughs> Maybe we should call it a night. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> We're just rolling and rolling and rolling. It's fun, though, but, I, oh I, yeah. God. Yeah, no, I say all my best intuitive stuff when it's just on the fly like this. But, like, if you let me go too long, like, the Virgo the Virgo and the Mercury yeah. Scorpio, like, I just go, this is exactly how this is going to happen, and this is the worst-case scenario steps of how that will happen. Let's just, yeah. let's just save, our, save ourselves the stress. There's already yeah. enough stress in the aspects right now. Yeah, well, my tip for everybody with this transit, because – Having it over, you know, hovering my son in a way, it's it's very uh, nerve-wracking. It yeah. is. You're going to feel very anxious. Like Ray said, it's going to be impulsive. Um, the biggest thing that I'm going to let everybody know is we have to keep in mind that the North Node is our guide. It's our compass in life. Yep. And as uncomfortable as it feels, what is unfolding around us, we have to keep moving in that direction. And honestly, trust it because the North Node is telling us where we need to go. Yep. As scary and as nerve-wracking as it is. It's going to be sudden life-changing events that are going to occur. They could be to the positive. They can also be to the negative. For those that are experiencing the negative, I would say, you know, one, I apologize that you're going through something harsh. It's not easy to go through, but you have to bear in mind that you can't move on to the next phase of your life. Uranus cannot up-level your life if you do not let it destroy what it has to destroy or take away what it's taking away. Um. As hard as that is to understand, that's something that we all need to understand because we're all experiencing this instability in some way, shape, or form in our lives. Yep. Think of it like a like a, a, a very aggressive, rapid river, and you're trying to cling onto a rock. You got to let go. Yeah. That's exactly how this this Uranus Mars conjunction's panning out. And again, too, the nodes are our guide, but they don't necessarily have. They they don't trigger themes on their own per se. They mm-hmm. give us a direction. So the planets that conjunct them, those are the ones that kind of set the premise yes. for the direction. So Mars and Uranus are are the planets right now that are that are uh, putting in motion the direction that we're going with the nodes. So Absolutely. Keep that I mean, in mind. The, yeah. I mean, the way I see it too, it's the beginning of it's the beginning. The whole conjunction in itself is the beginning of a – it's a reset and, and a start of a new whole new cycle. Yep. So that whole destruction process makes sense because now we're going on to the next phase. Yeah. you got to look at the tower not necessarily as a gloom and doom kind of thing, but 
me being Plutonian and having some Scorpio in me, I always look at, like, every ending is a new beginning. Yes. So you just got to look for, you know, what you got to let go of and what new opportunities are coming, because that's what Uranus is also about is opportunities. And, you know, Mars being conjunct with Uranus would be you feel motivated to jump on new opportunities. So that the key thing is to keep your eyes peeled and try to be as, you know, centered and focused as you can, because if you're too overwhelmed by the stress going on, you will overlook opportunities. Yeah. So you got you just got to, you know, try to keep a level head, try to, you know, minimize the stress as much as you can and just be ready and aware for opportunities. And just for anybody listening out there who may need a little personal guidance, I know that Yomi offers count, um, astrological counseling and so do I. You're more than welcome to reach out to us if you need more of like a personalized perspective on opportunities that can be coming your way or how you might deal with this personally. Um, cause that's, that's a huge thing. You know, this, this transit aspect is, is going to be, like I said, uh, a fateful thing that people can't avoid. So mm-hmm. it's, it's more important for you to understand how it potentially could, could impact you or benefit you than just, you know, take it blindly. Oh yeah. Because you're, a lot of people are going to be blindsided by what comes up and you would like, there's two extremes you can go to. Scorpio extreme where you're just like, uh-uh, I'm going to be dependent. I, I don't like this. Or are you going to be Taurus? Taurus right now with Uranus, which is independence. It's yep. calling on us to become independent. And it's also about us learning with this transit how to do new things that we're just probably feeling like we're not ready to do. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be everybody will be a little bit more flexible once we go into Virgo season and then oh yeah Mars goes into Gemini. But with that, we're gonna let y'all go. Um, until next time, it was nice talking to you again, Yomi. Yes, it was. All right, see you guys next month. Bye. Bye.